This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Yanni, maybe you can share with us what was the biggest challenge, challenges that you experienced in the U.S., um, just more generally speaking, um, and what do you wish you knew? What, what do you wish somebody had told you before you came to the U.S.? Uh, I wish somebody <laughs> told me that when you say rural America... It is really rural America. Because like I said, I used to work in a tertiary hospital in the Philippines. So it was used to like plumb sets, pneumatic tubes, and, you know, a lot of like a little bit more of the techie stuff. And I have a family of nurses in California, and they worked in, you know, more techno more technologically advanced hospitals. And I learned from them. I've got friends there. So I was expecting more that I was expecting that even in the rural parts of the U.S., they're more technologically advanced, and that's never the case. Because here in North Dakota, a lot of the um, rural areas, I, I'm telling you, they're not they're not technologically advanced. And you'll be surprised at nursing homes that still have paper charting. Because my nursing home did not start digital charting until 2015. That's a year before I arrived. 2004, 2015. So a lot of nurses there are still having trouble with point-click care, still having um, still having to get used to point-click care. And there are a lot of tricks to point-click care that I managed to discover, you know, during my free time because I love to learn and I love to study. Uh, I believe in education. I also believe in research, even though I hated doing research in college. But yes, um, it's very important that you, as a nurse... You love to read and you love to research. I mean, sure, you can be like, you'll just depend on the knowledge that your colleagues give you, but that's not going to take you really far. Now, that being said, um, challenges in general, I think they're more of culture shock, people's personalities. Um, the culture in general, because the culture does differ from state to state. I can honestly say this because I love to travel and I love to travel alone. I can honestly compare the differences um, like between North Dakota, Minnesota, North Dakota, Chicago, North Dakota, New York, North Dakota, California. Because when I travel, I also check out the nursing climate in different states. Um, so yeah, I wish somebody told me that it's really, the cultural differences are really that vast because, I mean, this is something you see in movies, something you see in documentaries. It's different when you see it in person. Um, I wish somebody, oh, I also wish somebody told me um, although this part I actually studied in advance, but I also wish somebody told me about, um, even in the rural areas of different states, they also have their own divisions. Like, I wouldn't say cliques, I wouldn't use that term, but more of like, um, even culturally, because I've attended a wedding here and it's totally different from any other wedding in any other rural area of any other state. So I would, I 
I would just say, you know, just take it day by day, learn as much as you can, research as much as you can. I mean, you know, I'm always, I've always been a firm believer in um, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And I know I did, I did a huge part of my research before coming here. Um, I actually joined Facebook groups in Valley City before I arrived in Valley City. And I got weird messages from the admins of these Facebook groups. Basically, they were asking if, you know, who I am, since I look different, and since clearly I'm not white. Yes, yes, I got that in the message. Clearly I'm not white. What am I doing here in this Facebook group? And so, you know, I had to explain that, you know, I'm a nurse. I'm a Filipino nurse coming to Val City. I'll be working, blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, oh, okay, welcome, and all that. And then I, that's how I started asking them questions. Um, you know, what are your modes of transfer transportation? Um, what are the places to shop, places to eat, and blah, blah, blah. Because back then in 2016, the Valley City blogs or the Valley City Times record and blogs, they weren't that many. So for me, it's like, where am I going to get information now in a town as small and as obscure as Valley City? Although to be fair, um, Valley City was famous for one reason, for the restaurant known as The Vault, because it was the first honest restaurant in North Dakota that it was featured internationally. Um, the premise of it is that there's no people manning the counter. You just go there, get your food, and you drop your money in like a cash box, and everything's monitored through camera. So they will see if you actually paid or if you stole money, the kind of thing. But wow. yes, yeah. I could go on and on, but I'm not going to take up all of your time. <laughs> okay, so a few things Yanni was saying. Do your research. Really, really important. The U.S. is huge, and every state is so different. Paul and Jean, what 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 research did you do before, or or did you do research? And and um, what advice would you have for people watching? I hate research and I never do any research when I was in college. <laughs> I love your honesty, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't like the research, so I'm I'm not doing that. You didn't do that. Paul, did you do research or do you wish you did research? <laughs> well, um I, I was um made aware by my employer um before I come I came over here that my my um my place is going to be predominantly Hispanics. Um, I didn't do a lot of research, but I do know that there are similarities. I did realize coming over to a predominantly Hispanic community that there's so much similarities just because of the Spanish influence, like the family ties, you know, the extended family um, uh, uh, ties community that we do, you know, and how warm they are. With, uh, um, with, with with their guests or people that are not from their places, but there's also bad sides. So if I wish, um, if, if I, if, if, um, if there's something that I should have known before coming over here, um, I wish I had a handbook that guided me through like how to open a bag, you know, how to drive in the United States, how to, deal with this race and this race and this race because it's so freaking diverse here and it's so hard to expect anything from people um i wish i had a handbook that says um this is what's expected from nurses because in the philippines we, we're subservient to doctors uh, the doctor orders this you do this if you can question the doctor just by a little bit it, you're going to be in huge trouble and i have um all sorts of stuff uh, that happened to me 
um, when I was a young nurse just because I asked something from a doctor. And I'm a very assertive person, so sometimes people misconstrue me as challenging them, but I'm not. I just, I'm, I'm just a person who wants to learn, right? But here you got to ask those questions. You know, you got to be assertive. They expect you to be at the top of your game. Nurses here are held to a different standards just because we have CNAs and LVNs. And you know what I mean? That they know can do tasks. But nurses here are held to a different standards that I wish I had known. Um, the, the level of assertiveness that they require for nurses, the level of critical thinking. Um, it, you know, when coming from the Philippines and you're finally... Um, fulfilling your dream to come to America, um, you, you build this bubble that you feel like, oh my God, this is my dream and everything's positive, but it's not. You go to work and patients ask you something. Um, you go to work and um, the doctor ordered something and because you, you were trained as a subservient, you did it. Only to find out that the order wasn't meant for the patient. It was for another patient. But you, you had a little doubt, right? That, this doesn't sound right, but this is the doctor's order. I'm going to trust my doctor. Well, guess what? You should have asked the doctor before you did that. You know, so, somebody should have, I, I wish somebody would have told me, oh, when you go to the United States, you should be an assertive nurse. You, you know, uh, there's so many things that um, you will be exposed with, racial discrimination, different beliefs. Um, I, I was... Uh, ethical dilemma is actually super real here. The first time that I encountered um, a lady without violating the HIPAA, but I had a patient before uh, who came into the ER for a pregnancy test a long time ago. I forgot her face, but I remember the case because I was new in the United States. And um, she came out positive for the pregnancy. So I was so happy to tell her, you're positive and you're pregnant. She cried. I was like, oh, oh, wow, that's weird. I was like, can I, may I know the reason why you're crying? She's like, well, I don't want to be pregnant. I want to terminate this pregnancy. And that was the first time that an ethical dilemma slapped me on the face so hard, just because I may be a progressive, but I'm not yet sold into the idea of being pro-abortion at that time, unless it's a medically, um, it's a medical, it's, it's, there's a medical necessity. So um, coming from a very conservative um, upbringing to a very progressive America, there's so many things that, <clears throat> that you, would, you would encounter. A patient would be coming into the ER who obviously looks like a guy, but would tell you, I want, want to be called a she, a her, and you got to respect that because that's your patient. And for some people that are very conservative, this, this might slap them on their faces, but you cannot argue with patients. Patients' rights and the consumer rights here are so big, the, the hospitals will let you go the minute that you did something to the patient to tank their surveys down or something. It's all about patients here. So I wish I had a handbook that said that. You know, And this video that we're doing is so helpful because people will learn with so many things that we had from our experiences. So I wish somebody had told me um, the, the American way of nursing care and of course, the practical ways of living in America, so much diversity, so much, you know, technology that will overwhelm you. Um, like I didn't know that pharmacies have a drive through here. I mean, I was like, I told my friend, look, everything here is drive through groceries, banks, pharmacies. Oh, my God. I didn't even have to step out of my car. Like, <laughs> how convenient is that? Well, that's why there's a lot of obesity in the States too, because of the sedentary lifestyle. <laughs>
<laughs> but I, I wish I had yeah. that handbook, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I want to share. Yeah, well, that was fascinating. So many interesting things that um, I think for for everybody's watching is you know I, I think would be really surprising for a lot of people watching. We have a question um, that was posted as well about, can you comment how to deal with the Karens in the workplace? I guess I can answer uh, that. I wish, I wish, just like what um, Paul said, I wish there was a handbook regarding, because if there's one thing I wish I knew before coming to the US, you know that saying where they say nurses eat their young? <sighs> It's yeah. very true here where I am. Nurses really eat their young. I mean, yes, we've had mean seniors in the Philippines. That's nothing. And I was thrown to a psych unit. I hated psych. I hated psych. I might have had good grades in psych. I hated psych. And I have had to do a lot of things that, you know, it's like, maybe I'm just as sensitized to it now. And looking back, um, I can now laugh at it. But while I was going through it, it was, it was really hell. I've had to deal because I was bullied while I was in that psych unit. I was bullied. I was never made to feel welcome until a year later. And it wasn't just me. Um, it's it's a race thing in a way, because a lot of our Caucasian co-workers were very unwelcoming to our African co-workers. And we're only two Filipino nurses in the building. So, you know, um, as far as dealing with Karen's, you just remain calm and composed. Answer the questions as they come. Um, do not under any circumstances, I, I don't know. It's just for me. Um, it worked for me. You attract more flies with honey than with vinegar. Do not under any circumstances, get into a shouting match with a Karen. Do not under any circumstances, add fuel to the fire and say anything triggering. Mm -hmm. Even though you want to burn that person. No, <laughs> be calm and be rational. Um, in responding to that person. Because when time comes that the two of you have to like duke it out in front of the director of nursing, you want to come out looking like, you know, the bigger person, the, the person who's more rational. You don't want to come out as somebody, somebody who loses control over temper anytime. You know what I mean? Especially when you're new in a country like this. Now, I'm not saying you don't be assertive. You can be assertive and still be calm. You don't need to raise your voice. You don't need to make any mean gestures you can be assertive you can get your point across while being diplomatic and i can seriously attest to that having dealt with um, having dealt with racist residents and racist co-workers right right that yeah. is true yeah well, because and that's just because and i'm not saying you know everybody in america is racist that's not it yeah. but in when in rural towns that are predominantly caucasian you will encounter it at some point or another i mean there are good and bad apples everywhere I yeah, you know what I mean? I wish I knew before I came to the U.S. like how to handle them in a way. But my soft skills and my call center training actually helped with that. And yeah. it also helped that I also read a lot. Because some of these encounters actually traumatized other people. I can't honestly say they traumatize me now. You know, yeah. I, I, I would, you know, do your research and remain as calm and as rational as possible. Because you don't want to be perceived as the one who loses control. Yeah, I want to share something about that too. Uh, I read a study that um, stereotypes Asians as subservient 
and does not fight back that we're too timid to say anything and that is true i've i've experienced that so many times that i have to speak up and put people in their places not because i want to fight but because i want to set limits there are some things that you need to remember if it's your work um uh, co-worker that's doing that um there is a cms guideline for for bullying it's part of the compliance um compliance uh, policy of every company that follows the cms cms is the center for medicare and uh, medicaid services technically it's the biggest payer for healthcare facilities if the hospitals or nursing facilities do not follow cms they don't get reimbursed so everybody follows think think of fail health in the philippines but this one is bigger cms controls the healthcare Medicare. So they have a compliance policy where <clears throat> one of the main role is no bullying. Um, if somebody's bullying you, um, speak up, but do not engage them into a fight because these people are like 200 pounds, six footer. <laughs> and if I am five, four and 140 pounds, they can crush my bones. You know, I mean, of course, that's that's another legal uh, side of it. But I mean, if, if it ha if it becomes physical your 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 life can be in danger you know but if if it's a workplace that's bullying you with assignments with words with discriminatory um, actions racism about your gender about your identity about your beliefs well there's a bullying policy in every hospital find that policy document what happened by sending an email to your um, immediate superiors, whether it's your supervisor or manager or director, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't get solved, raise it to the HR. If not, well, there's two things that you can do. If it's a big healthcare facility, there should be a compliance director that oversees the corporate, or the CMS can help you, and that's a whistleblower thing. There's so many things that can protect you. Please do not be scared to speak up, especially if it's discriminatory and against your belief. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from listening to this conversation, please let them know about the show. We want to help as many nurses as we can turn their dreams into a reality. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. I don't deal with drama. I make friends, but I select my friends. Having been a nurse and having met thousands of people over the year and worked with so many different kind of attitudes, I know how to select my friends. I may be, um, I, you may be my acquaintance, but that doesn't mean we're friends. So I keep my circle small. That's that's what I always uh, ensure. And those people I, I trust. Um, I come to work and all with a mindset that I'm there to work not to be involved in drama, not to be involved in any fight. I'm there to provide quality service to my patients. I'm there to um, to be to be a good nurse for my coworkers, a team player. I'm not there to deal with so-and-so fight, you know, pick sides, spread rumors, make fun of somebody. I'm not there for that. And you don't want to be in that because they can turn it against you because you're an Asian, you're the subservient one, right? So. Um, that's my mindset. If I'm, if I hear people talking about drama, I'm I'm just neutral. I I can I can pretend that I'm agreeing or 
sometimes I pretend, oh, I'm sorry, I don't understand you guys. So it's speaking too fast and it's in English. And you know, I'm a Filipino. So there's, there's, I didn't understand, but I, I heard everything. You know what I mean? Just as long as they're not talking about me. So just don't get involved with those, those things. Try to avoid drama. You're just there to work. And if somebody's trying to, um, to bully you, well, guess what? At the end of the day, the employers will always choose the person that delivers their job well and excellently despite your attitude or whatever versus a person who always fights back or causes drama or causes a lot of um, um, whatever, you know, dr- uh, what you call that, incidents or whatever. So just be on the neutral side of things. And if it's a patient that's being a Karen, well, that's different because now the patient has a lot of friends, right? <laughs> but sometimes you got to set limits what I've learned from my coworkers here, because Filipinos are so scared to say something with patients. And let me tell you, I work in the ER. Physical, verbal abuse, I see every day. Have I experienced it verbally? Yes, a lot of times. This is ER. We're dealing with psych patients, with demanding patients, with patients who want dilated every time. Physically, no, because I'm smarter than that. Every time somebody's trying to be physically abusive or I can see that they're escalating and they want to do physical aggression, well, I step out of the room real quick. And when they start swinging, well, guess what? I'm small. I can crawl. Step <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to do a non, non-physical uh, which, we have trainings. We need to be certified in the hospital. The non-physical dealing with things. Always have one foot of your door. To I mean, one foot, one foot to the door, which means be ready to exit the door anytime. Do not go to any corner of the room for a physically aggressive patient. Of course. So you want to be approaching them, but with a distance, something like that. But be ready to exit. That's always what I remember. So. When they start swinging, they start shouting. I'm like, okay, I cannot, um, I cannot stay in this room with you disrespecting me like this. I respect you as my patient, and I'm here to help and not to hurt you. Now, if you don't want to talk to me in a very respectful way, well, I'll, I'll let you calm down, and I will come back later and address your concerns. So sometimes you have to set limits because if you yeah. don't, they're going to keep shouting at you. Yeah. But do not engage them physically, please. I've seen nurses trying to fight no, back, no. <laughs> especially if in your Texas, the T-Bone or the Texas Board of Nursing is known to be one of the strictest board ever. They're going to put it on your record and not they're not going to hesitate on that. Um do not engage them. I've seen people fight back and they got a permanent record in their in their licenses. So please do not fight back, all right? Exit the room with a smile and tell them happy to serve. I'm just kidding. It's SM. Sorry, that was let me just, interesting. Sorry. Such an interesting to say. Yanni, you wanted to say quickly? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying, let me just interject because... Um, with Paul, you know, with Paul coming from the hospital side, and in my case, being in a rural nursing home, we don't have any of that compliance stuff. I am not even kidding. It works differently <laughs> in really small towns. I am not even kidding. When I got bullied and, you know, I had to escalate it, the DON and all that, you know what the director of nursing sent me for an email, and I can even show it to everyone. And then she goes, well, maybe if you stood up for yourself more instead of letting them boss you around, maybe then they'll respect you. That's exactly what she said. 
Although I have to admit, I learned how to fight back, but that's exactly what you said. This was their former director of nursing. I love our current director of nursing. This was her former director of nursing. She also has her pros. She also has her cons. But basically, while I was being bullied and while I was seeking help, that's the response that I got. Like, what the hell? And um, when a med aide overstepped her, um, overstepped her duty and her boundary with me, and I'm the RN, I'm the higher ranking one, they took her side because she was 16 years tenured, more than me. And I was the one who got moved to another unit. But the thing was, I do my job. There's a reason I was nominated caregiver of the year. And I'm not saying this to brag. You could seriously come to a facility and ask how I do my job. It's the reason I'm, you know, I got many of the residents' families <laughs> talking to me and all that, um, or inviting me to go places. But anyway, um, so then the, the other unit wanted me back, and I said no. Namely, mainly because one, I'm now in a position to choose. And my current unit is the unit that I choose to stay up until my contract ends. I mean, I can be pulled, sure. And I don't want to work that unit. And everybody knows my feelings for that unit. But a job is a job. You won't catch me whining. You won't hear me be like the other nurses who are like, you know, wow, 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 I can only work one floor. Please, you're just lazy. And I'm not that person. You can pull me any floor. I know how to do my job. All I ask is you actually respect what I can and cannot do because sometimes what they do between me and that other Filipino nurse, because we're the only ones who can be pulled to any other floor and we would know what to do. The way we were trained is that we were thrown to, we were thrown to these floors with zero orientation. Trust me, that, that cannot fly in hospitals, major cities, that cannot fly. There, there's got to be an orientation. But we were so understaffed, and this was 2016. That's how we were trained. We were only orientated one floor, and then the rest of the time we were thrown to other floors, zero orientation. But we learned. We learned to strategize because we're Filipinos and we're resourceful. But the thing is, whenever we're understaffed, then they would be throwing us to first floor one day, um, psych unit the next day, third floor the next day. And I told them, I pick up shifts. I do my job. I come on time. Why do I feel like I'm being punished for doing what I'm supposed to do? And this demotivates me. So then they sent me a thank you email and all about appreciation for my flexibility and I explained to them I don't want to be flexible I don't want to be pulled to other floors but here's the thing this is what the situation calls for it but what I don't understand is why am I the only nurse with the exception of the other Filipino nurse why are we the only ones being treated this way so they started pulling other nurses to other floors too but just saying it took me a long time to say that yeah it it happened to me yeah. as well, just because they know oh. that we're flexible to the point that nobody wants to work the pediatric ER for. And I get yeah. I get sent there all the time. Like, I mean, I need my adult experience here. So I have to speak up to my manager. And always, always remember, guys, protect your licenses. If there's somebody who's trying to yeah. jeopardize your license, if there's something that I can say is do not trust anyone. The problem with us Filipinos, we're so trusting with everyone. Remember. Not because they smile at you, they like you. At the end of the day, it's you who's going to be standing there at the court, protect. I mean, I mean, defending your license. Do not jeopardize your license. I had a charge nurse before, and I worked in a night shift. And most of my night shifters are 
new nurses, baby nurses, less than three years experience. And he's very manipulative. He wants, he's, he's been in nursing for 20 years. He wants nurses to do the way he wants it. And some of them are not even by policy, you know? It's it's breaching the policy, which yeah. actually tells you that the standards of care is not right. So if something happens to the patient, the first thing that the judge asks you is, did you follow the standards of care, which is your policy, right? So I told him, I'm not going to do that. I, you do you, I do me, right? Let me do it my way, the right way, right? So he got upset ever since then. He's become very abrasive towards me and to the point that he was bullying. I just documented everything, sent messages to my director. So if something happens, everything is documented, right? Well, several- And I think that's really good advice, Paul, is to document. Um, in those instances, and I, and I hate to cut you short, but we we are so we we've had such a fun and interesting discussion today, and learned so much from Yanni from a totally different environment to what Paul and Jean and and Giselle. I'm so sorry that we lost Giselle, and hopefully he'll he'll join us back. Um, but I I think that the the discussion today has just been so interesting. Um, and I think will be so valuable for so many people that are watching that have no idea of the differences that exist in the different parts of the country, the differences that exist when you're working in a nursing home as opposed to a hospital. Um, and I think the stories and the experiences that you've shared are just, you know, incredibly important and, and informative. So thank you so much for sharing that. I think the one thing to remember um, as everybody on, on the panel has said, and, and I always believe, is that people are, are, are good. Generally speaking, people are good. People are nice. Um, but, you know, in every place, in every facility, you might find some bad apples. Um, and and I think that that uh, Yanni, Paul, and Jean, and, and, um, and Giselle, for the, the little bit that he was with us today, were really able to share some of the experiences and how to handle it which is the most important thing. Stay away from the drama, document, um, be assertive, um, and all of the things that we just spoke about today. Any final words? Because we, we've gone so long, but it's been such fun and so interesting. Any final words? Well, I'm sorry, Tanya, my, my, your question about research, I thought it's like, like the research thing, but it is, my, my, my answer to that was a way off. Oh. I was question here by Teta. <laughs> I wasn't like concentrating. <laughs> Funny, Jean. And that's what I love on the Lafora talk show. We all just ourselves, right? It's just right. a conversation amongst friends. Um, Paul, any final words to share? I think I've said so much today. <laughs> uh, well, I'm happy that we're all back here and we're doing this monthly. And I'm happy that we're all sharing our experiences, especially our guest speakers. Mamiani is also one of our admins for Lefora. And thank you, Tanya, for hosting this show. I, I'm really learning a lot from my peers, too. You know, my, my perspective is always about ER hospital. It's so much different with Yanni and everybody else. And I guess we're all learning from our experiences. And that's all we want is to learn, right? Oh, mm -hmm. One last thing. I just want to inform everybody regarding the, like, this is way uh, beyond the Lefora talk show. Uh, it's all about the Pearson view uh, because in the, in the, there are a lot of nurses right now who have problem with their APT and the Pearson view in the Philippines are, they said, uh, they said that uh, the, 
the open the open slots will be in March. Yesterday, I was able to talk to Pearson View myself, and she said that probably there will be open slots later on. We'll just check on them because if uh, Pearson View Pearson View will say that you need to contact you need to contact the Board of Nursing to extend your ATT. And then uh, I think I have one nurse who has received an email from from Texas Board of Nursing and also from New York Board of Nursing saying that they don't extend the APT. So for now, just hang in there and we will just contact Pearson View every now and then to check the availability of the uh, uh, like the slots in the Philippines because they are afraid that they might not be able to take the exam because their ATT is just until December or something. Okay. Thank you for sharing that, Jean. And just to share with everybody as well, if you have not yet taken your NCLEX exam, if you have not yet passed your IELTS exam, please do so. We've never seen more jobs. I mean, we've been doing this for many years and I know many other companies as well. Um, there are more jobs now in the US than probably they've been for many, many, many years. So, so much opportunities. as you can hear from the panel, there are, there are um, lots of um, people who are here in the U.S. to share their experiences with you of when they get to the U.S. Um, but for those of you who have not yet started the journey, please do so. As Jean said, um, you know, giving you the advice about Pearson View, if you've not yet passed your IELTS, you're welcome to join the Kinetics uh, Swoosh IELTS support group. It's totally free. We have free materials. We have study groups. It's not just for Kinetics nurses. It's really our way of just wanting to help you and to serve you and in your journey of coming to the US. Um, Yanni, any final words to share? What I can say is you will encounter a lot of challenges. And in the first year, it's when it hits you the hardest. Just hang in there. Learn different coping strategies. I mean, travel became my escape. Studying other languages became my escape. I studied German in 2018. And it's helped because I have some residents who spoke German. So I was able to practice with them. I mean. I would say hang in there. It is worth it. It's not easy, but it's, you know, it is worth it. You will encounter racism. You will encounter culture shock. You will even, you might even encounter financial difficulties if you're not careful. That's one thing you should be careful about. But the thing is, um, you need to learn how to fight. You need to learn how to cope. And you need to learn how to be assertive. These are skills. These can be learned. Um, do not be afraid to talk to other locals because you learn from them. Do not be afraid, you know, other locals in town, even if it's just as simple as asking for directions or, you know, learning about discounts and how this such and such store operates. It, it builds confidence. It also builds flexibility. Do not be afraid to talk to people from other cultures. Uh, this is what I noticed with a lot of you nurses. They're a little afraid to talk to this and that. But you have to. You need to. You need to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And... And while you, at times you may feel you're alone, you do have your support systems. Make Filipino friends. Lefora can be your support system. Um, and for the ones who are not here in the U.S., you know, keep hustling. Stay humble. Hustle hard. Um, when was this? I think this was in 2016. They said by 2020, California alone needs a million nurses. And that's just California. A million. That's not counting other states. So there are plenty of job opportunities here in the U.S. And it's the first time in history because of COVID that there's a shortage of nurses, both in the real world, the physical world, 
and nurses work at home. I will not talk about that other side. I'm just saying it's unprecedented that they're also hiring not just nurses, but they're also hiring like CNAs, medics, and all that to do work at home. And then also in the real world, nursing homes, hospitals, um, hospice, and whatnot. So I'd say keep working on your American dream. Um, keep praying until something happens because I believe in prayer. It, you know, prayer can prayers can move mountains. And I can't wait to see you here. And we can share and bond over experiences together. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please help us by hitting the follow button on your podcast player and leaving us a review. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to kineticsusa.com to find out more. That's kineticsusa.com. Tune in next time for more incredible conversations. Thank you.